0: Thanks for joining us for episode 8 of Persians the podcast. We've come to one of the most dramatic moments in this dramatic play. Aeschylus has already subverted expectations and surprised his audience with a depiction of Queen Atossa and the chorus of Persian elders. Anyone watching the play might have expected that the major dramatic appearance might be the moment when Xerxes arrives home. And instead, After a startlingly noisy, erratic and unique choral passage of shouting and summoning from the underworld, Aeschylus brings on the dead king, Darius. It takes some dramatic nerve for him to decide to flout even death for dramatic effect, particularly since this was a real person who had died only 14 years earlier. The switch that Atossa makes, from bringing libations to instructing the chorus to summon a ghost, and then the intense stream of incantations from the chorus, are a remarkable theatrical moment. There are scenes in other tragedies where characters will call out and pray to awesome figures in the heavens, in the ground, or even further below, but unusually, this chorus gets an answer, as Oliver Taplin explains.
1: This is pretty unusual because... It's a powerful figure from the underworld. I mean, quite often you get people calling on powerful figures in the underworld. Yeah. Like, you know, the children, the children of Agamemnon say, Agamemnon down there in the underworld, help us. But what happens in this is they say, powerful king, who actually hasn't been dead all that long, um, you know, um, uh, a bit over 10 years, well, about 10 years, um, saying, Come and, come and help us, come and come and advise us, come and tell us what the hell's going on. And he does, you know, there, there's an amazing ghost-raising scene, uh, which interestingly, uh, a, a character in Aristophanes 70 years later or 65 years later say, oh yeah, I remember that scene, you know, how great it was when the chorus all uh, cried out to, to raise the ghost. Um, and uh, he comes and he's full of wisdom. I mean, there is a character that you can't, say that Darius is treated triumphantly. Uh, He's a character full of wisdom. He's powerful in the underworld. Uh, he He almost belongs to the kind of heroic age.
0: Darius, or Darius, was an extraordinary figure, known to all of Athens. He had likewise called for an invasion of Greece, although he had not himself participated, and it was not as spectacular an effort as the one in our play. It wasn't such a huge
1: um uh, ambitious uh, uh invasion as the one that's dramatized in this play, but yes you know he too was uh would would have conquered Greece if he could have, and yet here he is being treated with well with with awe he's a kind of awesome figure really uh again quite and a quite extraordinary act of imagination
0: this amazing act of imagination this Ghost raising, derived, as Edith Hall told us last night, from a Greek rather than a Persian tradition. But there was a literary precedent also, as Oliver describes. You know, there's a great
1: precedent in, in the Odyssey, you know, where Odysseus it, where it um, raises the figures from the underworld when he, when he summons up Tiresias and then and the, and the other, other dead figures visit him as well. I mean, at the end of it, you know, Doraes doesn't come back to life. At the end of it, he goes back, goes back to the underworld.
0: Closer to our own tradition, there's also a parallel in Hamlet, which begins with the ghost of the dead king, likewise an awesome ambassador from the past.
1: There's quite a lot of parallel,
0: actually, with old Hamlet
1: and with Hamlet's father. Uh, The same kind of regret, the same kind of wisdom, um, different, of course, because he is involved in a revenge play, this isn't a revenge play, but there are, there are analogies there. The same
0: kind of um, quite slightly spine-chilling awesomeness about him. The ghost of King Darius gives three great speeches explaining why this catastrophe has come to pass. First, he addresses the chorus, his faithful comrades and contemporaries, in Nula's translation, he begins with an Irish phrase that is totally appropriate for such an address, but it also softens it. He says, accordia, something like Dear Friends. The role of Darius is performed for us by one of our most recognizable, versatile actors, himself blessed with the voice of a king, Owen Rowe. In our own act of theatrical imagination, this scene unites performances from across the country as our makeshift company weaves together multiple microphones and recordings. I hope you'll join us in dreaming of a performance wherein all these terrific actors are on the one stage and you, our audience, are right there with us. A you deal is <laughs> a deal, shakta. A
2: whole a first sick crane. Curry on water tan car egg fulling. Tan tolla eh, ta ve si gave, touch a welter, touch a si garher. Quarren raik movena Doma agle is oven orum. Glockus gefolchula vor jocken neifa. Aktak kine egg sole give. Is shiven vor shasve neck Doma. I was able to get the same thing as in same thing as the 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 same
0: Darius has heard the chorus beating the ground, he says. Perhaps another indication from Aeschylus as to how dramatic the ghost-raising ceremony can be. He explains that he's made the very difficult journey back from the underworld, but that even with the authority he has in the afterlife, he can't stay long. The chorus is so awestruck that they can hardly bear to look at him. Is over agle a
1: a Is over e a aig er
0: aig? The wormahanna lot? Darius explains that he's come because they've summoned him, and so he now encourages them to tell him what has happened
2: on orga Hangus aus ne demischteri ektroge het fragt er a, not ahas garde aklawel vom kluf gare kriin agusten genor glan den rodgler aguskah wo drom hagla erm roda yeth of ar
1: Agla autumn fragre a hort, evocalca will say, dacid egg carte a laort.
2: Tushka will Koska cor orvisha, a henori, a tov or meor. Tossa van rian, mahan kele a Stop so as tesna diora, Augustus no hologone. Augustine shot again dear grin Is Aidan and in a day nee good darling do be still Oh dog in and in a on ver is on dalv Augusta a day a cortle the hail Is
0: Back and forth they speak the chorus is still terrified giving us a sense of just how powerful, and perhaps forbidding, Darius was when he was alive. Since the chorus is no help, Darius turns instead to the Queen. In her own greatness, she manages to be less emotional than the chorus. She tells her husband she envies him his early death, since it prevented him from witnessing this disaster. The Persians, she says, the destroyers of cities, have been utterly destroyed back and forth the king now asks a series of questions of his beloved queen was there a plague or a civil strife a war between brothers which of his many sons can have led this foolish campaign how can xerxes have done such a thing did he send the army and the navy again the idea of a vengeful god intent on damaging persia is woven through their exchanges all of susa all of bactria all emptied of men. The king is horrified. Can all of this be true? Yes, the queen insists, all true. The Persians have acknowledged the existence of Greek gods, particularly Zeus and Poseidon. They are aware of what these gods control, but of course they are, since it is a Greek play written from a Greek perspective. Now Darius explains how Zeus has made all of this come to pass.
2: Oh, a cohen. Noctopiga holianta narically. The cause of the nuis, erva colina, the daringracti. We doke Krihe gudurk ne dehecum crehe ead and omegan of Adamakansha. Aknurita dinner rover on fein. His owly guduganandia, coward, lesh. A nicious oli gohanigus a fiorinch and a triblodi de Gacania is on Winlum. Agesay on dinner of winne shall mock no mavoc in lock a jasbock no hoiger. On fare cap govedoc she shrin to a corer owing nefer on Hellespont,
0: a ho nefer on Vosphorus. This is all happening as the fulfilment of a series of prophecies. These prophecies and oracles haven't been mentioned anywhere else in the play thus far. Perhaps they happened during Darius's lifetime. They clearly suggest that the Greek victory was ordained by the gods. All of it has been brought about by the audacity of his son, who was brazen enough to treat nature like his slave as he lashed the Hellespont and built his bridge of ships.
2: Tre slauri a Tempeler timpilear, kon bohar mor halóhar da aram. a wylaun aginadaini. Capsele me da hintug da gavetug se bukan derna dehe a besaidan in a mask. Ni faloer no vi galaregen miaurak e Is viormavik. Isbelam, an mor hiuris illa akrinías trí miraktiga and dinner is hagen tro
0: Darius is very angry at his son's arrogance. Xerxes has been foolish to think that he can outwit Poseidon and challenge the gods themselves. The ghost is horrified. All of the wealth that he accrued while he ruled is now worth nothing if they're all dead. Atossa tries to explain how Xerxes was led astray by wicked men. The play doesn't give us much information as to who these wicked men might be, but it sounds a little like an indulgent mother explaining away her son's shockingly arrogant behaviour. There may also have been a political nudge here, suggesting that Xerxes was influenced by Mardonius or by various enemies of Athens. We don't really get much information. The queen almost seems nervous, tight-lipped, since, of course, she's watched Xerxes go off on this crusade.
1: Dolum <IELAS laptopshai> Xerxes <ijo tener actunes> to to <admire> and Torim Shin, overhead Kanch led Rokwini.
2: Doradur, Ger Iri Latsa, more Hevers, Akrahododatlan led the Krogot. Ger the Irul, Ger Veg veheg Imuch Rol and Kashki Sibalia. Agus nor Khorshe im Pyok, Leshen Rachmus Adaga Aharniyea is tosh gar aesk la and le haacassin
1: d'an sórt sin a chayaf a Gar frimsi se an bohar har an hellspoint achrotho agus tohch and an actas eid guinni gregi.
0: Now Darius laments how Xerxes has caused something unthinkable, something that has never happened since Zeus, of all gods, ordained the lineage of the Persian Empire. Susa, the great city, is empty of men. Darius goes through the whole litany of rulers, good and bad, but insists to his colleagues and counsellors of the chorus that none of those that wielded the Persian sceptre would ever have brought about such suffering.
2: Agustavo <laughs> Shin the Krohig Shayrod Ho the Kretcheshin, Rudnak Narudu for Hanna full of Susa. ...near harlish is a rive ...on an tirna and an an oa orin gud a fara Wine, ...i gyanus an oish omlaan. An oish a kohin kyure... ...agus gavarasei bochal an koakta. Mardabe meydas avi markeid kyanara an adina... ...agus bae vakonson ga airiglash an gneiv syo Ma d chó gan jaachle Ba e an triú dinna selina shinna assris, Faga rah a raar. Ma do huguríil sián Iska ari leihlachas a oil ar fbal agus phrygia, agus cho smachtar aionnie a alive loiter. Marda kunniggé de a poir in a crinna mar dina da e. Bahe an Cyrus an cegur canra ar er slua, August agus dobe an gogur réhorn na mardus, a venakhs nairid an i hir dogus, arsa. Maria ees a Fallis a ga tri freina is ossel. Pe de a e an joga a da yenof Dabe an séú dina namarafi, agus an shaachú ag na, na atrohennas. Agus had son hit on crown horrorum marahastigwem. Agus the coarse voran factus she miltilla harum a Ach near hug me reeves to bash the comor son erin gahr. Is far oge, mavac zerses. Who will smite to oge egg, na queen ean em no coilie. Mar beke is a gove coison in ye again, caravan cocked reege the
0: In the next part of his speech, Darius gives some advice for his people. The chorus asks what he's come to say and how best the Persian people can proceed. He explains that they must never again try to take on Greece because the very soil under their feet is their ally.
1: Agis's <laughs> son here,ne Darius. Katai it, spruch the git kaiter. Kunus is federlesh a bubble persoch, and rood is fair is federlesh a yellow.
2: Er ain wine, no dugenshiv unre er beher halov ne greggach. Fiu marta adam ne berseg nis mo, maris cooley dust ne and halve fein. Kan må en fabelsvræsh.
1: Ach en forse af valomidt, bayeri Thor,
2: bayer tafte gørkøre a ra
1: das noig on coele helle on
0: The ghost of the king has come from the underworld and learned this terrible news, and has explained how this was always going to happen, especially given the arrogant behavior of his son. The chorus asks how it can be that the Persian forces left behind in Greece will likewise face disaster, and Darius gives the last of his speeches, a prophecy of what is still to come.
2: will her in a The hunger glare Greek Gelín shin sinar athagzá is leitar do chropa í tofa, Goibh sé chotha ar fnig dogus fullh. Tá an asipus na macrííle na crona. Co raibh roih si Búlig bar na míoggus na fullinghan son lo, mar chu túar an nóair agus nor a hudogadi ne gregan, e be orhu ivana, nadehe a good. No tena a corleshna temple. Dimig altorio ryark, dig ardikshrinan and a neha on a myrica, hugas some pixus shea seeds a hurlem tro. Agas nish fooling gitchi triblodi, got pyoco holocleshne keen, bokhush law eat fane. Agas fooling yo ni nee smofos. Manil baun for shriste egidreblodi, toid fos, fos bara eneas. Beg Ebert elul an oira halev flatea, komorsen. Kruhe heg slána a dorakocha. Kilogne mjalta kort pond de hul in a tree glun in our yeg. Nakyart de guine ve. A Marblahin agus and agus an
0: This is a terrible prediction. The remaining Persians will be slaughtered at Plataea and the men will be reduced to piles of corpses that will be spoken of for generations. Twice in this speech Darius uses the word hubris. This awesome figure, doomed for a certain time to walk the light and tell his people where they went wrong, does not mince his words. This is the apex of the play, where he explains that it is because of Xerxes' hubris and his people's arrogance, equating themselves with the gods of the sea, that they have been so utterly undone. Here's Edith Hall discussing why it was so arrogant of the Persians to take on the Greeks at sea. The Greeks
1: are the people who own the seas, right? He can have, the, you know, the Persians have got these extraordinary lances stretching all the way to <laughs> India, um, and sort of that's okay. The great hubris was flogging the Hellespont, building the bridge over the Hellespont, getting into the water um, and trying to have... Uh, do naval warfare against the Greeks, that was, it somehow theologically, you know, he's offended Poseidon. Uh, Aeschylus grafts the Persian's failure onto very, very Greek theology about getting out of your place, dropping too big for your boots, getting um, into the wrong element, uh, trying to transcend your allotted portion, which is land, if if you're Persians.
0: Now Darius gives some advice for his people: Do not be greedy, do not lust for what is not yours, and do not anger the gods.
2: Queenig a chunisatana pionoish. Agus queenig eran athen agus eran agus na big skornarene eran oneda hagdiado. Is na something unmade of winnin ladina Ella. Conga gaheg tu wit rachmas <laughs> mor. Mashaasen zea sos <laughs> cion ne miorita uvrach. Agses brehev din, eh? The Varsha, you soid focal kilvirra rawa, concoria a Corer zerses. Conga dos noeg sheeg nivu gomesul, agas stoppic sheeg cor ilkerna dehe, len a vizke agas len a
0: heesbach It now falls to Darius himself to be the one to tell his people to remember Athens. If Aeschylus knew this detail of the king's life, he's woven it very beautifully into the text. The Persians, he says, were foolish to try this undertaking, for Zeus will stand firm against the arrogant. He tells the chorus to be gentle but firm with Xerxes and prevent him from offending the gods again. Next, he turns to Atossa and encourages her to look after their son, to go and get fresh clothes for him. Yet again, we have a reference to clothes and clothing. The Greeks really were obsessed with how opulent the Persian wardrobe must have been. Darius knows that Xerxes will have torn his clothes to shreds in his anguish, and only Atossa will be able to console him. He says his farewell to the chorus and ends with even more advice. Live happily and live well, since riches are useless to the dead. For a ruler so famous for the extravagant wealth of his empire, it's a remarkable exit line. Augustus,
2: Mahar arsa, augus unvenzerses, terawalia, augus di arunacha do de August herfuine but he the twist made of Rowan baru... the war not tobbishte. Toshe Theresa robi brinalte glare, a stracke up... in room... a mrango di. Kyunigele fokelvialte. Marta a ar- isse gott that... kortossa anten dinne, a lauig se echte glash. Timeshinish, a and dorchuk fui halve. Ahanori Faramslanago Thor pleasure Dornanum Kakla Erahorus Few Egonan Nakarakti Manihenva and Severus
0: With his final farewell, Darius returns to the unknown. It's a brilliant stunt bringing him onto the stage, but there's a surprisingly high level of respect too. If this was supposed to be a triumphalist pageant, letting the Athenians crow about their victory over their silly enemies, this great scene would probably reign on that parade. The wisdom that Darius shares is reasonable. These are good words for any Persian or Greek to live by. Yet again, Aeschylus subverts expectations, keeping the audience on the edge of their seats. We'll attempt to do the same and leave it there, and continue with our story tomorrow evening. Persians, the podcast, is coming to you every evening left within Dublin Theatre Festival, and the project has been made possible by the support of the Arts Council of Ireland. It's written and presented by me, Conor Hanrity, and produced by Maura O'Keefe. Tonight you heard performances by Owen Rowe as Darius, Marie Mullen as Atossa, and Bríidni and Katrina Nivarku as The Chorus, with expert contributions from Professors Oliver Taplin and Edith Hall. For more details about the project, built entirely around a new translation of the play by Núla Ní be sure to visit our website, persiansthepodcast.com. If you're enjoying the show, do be sure to pass it on and tell your friends a and I hope you'll join us again tomorrow evening. Mila búichas, agus i